This is Mike Farrell for MikeFarrellSports.com. I am here with the Portal God. Does, did anyone call you Portal God? No, somebody referenced, actually, Portal this Jesus. is true. Yeah, Portal Jesus. So my friends call me PJ. <laughs> I like Portal Jesus. That's a good one. Um, Mark Pashonic, Portal G- Jesus, the, the mastermind behind the amazing numbers that you see at Farrell Portal. Uh, and Lola, 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 what a good looking dog. Wow. No. Now I want a shepherd. This sucks. I had a shepherd. I want another one now. Um, so let's talk portal. Let's talk Addison first, and then we'll get to the quarterbacks, because that article is interesting to me, the top five quarterbacks available in the portal right now, um, you know, and, and the musical chairs that's going to occur to try to get them at schools. But let's talk Addison. So I'll tell you this, and you tell me what you know. I've dug into this Addison, you know, multi-million dollar NIL deal in the house. And, and I've been told it's garbage. It's not real. Um, the Caleb Williams, Carl Williams connection, the worry that the offense is going to take a big step back without Pickett and the new offensive coordinator, more so than anything is leading him to, to consider LA. But I've also heard he's considering Texas and Alabama as well. So let me know your Jordan Addison story and how long you've been waiting for him to pop in the portal. Oh, and your surgery, your surgery too. Tell us about waiting for him to pop in the portal while you're getting your arm chopped off. Yeah, that was a odd timing because it was no surprise that he entered yesterday. And uh, as I was waiting, I had a small little non, non-serious skin cancer thingy removed from my shoulder. So like two minutes before I was supposed to go in, I messaged you that you might have to tweet it out just in case it drops at that point. And luckily the thing only took about 20 minutes. And I'd say about 10 minutes later, he actually did officially enter the portal, which for once timing did work out because usually the only time somebody major happens, drops in is when I'm driving or- And you do uh, pull over. You pull wedding. over. I do pull over. <laughs> and and you, you were ready to tweet out Addison mid-surgery essentially. I was. I had it prepared. All I had to do was hit send. And uh, luckily that all worked out. And like I said, it wasn't a surprise, but it was nice to get it out of the way. because portal Jesus right there. That's sacrifice. Yeah. So. My priorities are a little strange sometimes. So when you see a kid like Addison go in, you know, obviously it's easy enough to track who he's looking at and who is looking at him and all that stuff. But how do the fans like respond? This wasn't a surprise, but you've had surprise ones before where what the heck, you know, like uh, Jerry Bohannon went in or I don't know what the biggest surprise one is, but there's been some like that. Um, You remember Quinn Ewers was on a Saturday. Um, Yeah, but that was also rumored. I'm trying to think of a, Trying to think of one that really came out of the blue. Because I know you text uh, me when it happens. You're like, whoa. Yeah, um, there's been, I mean, it's been busier the last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks have been, obviously, with spring, spring camps coming to an end. It was expected to be busy. It was busy. Plus, with the May 1st uh, deadline to be uh, eligible for 2022 season was huge. So... There was a lot of movement in the last two weeks. I wouldn't say there was many like jaw droppers. 
Well, I'm going to go over some numbers that you just tweeted out, and I find these fascinating. And again, you know, we went from a 88,000 follower to a 20 to 2300 and growing follower account. But these are the numbers you're only going to get at Feral Portal on Twitter. Um, dude, 1,051 scholarship Power 5 kids entered since August 1st. 356 yep. remain. 65% have found a new home. G5. 890, 439 remain, 48%. There are, by my math, 850 kids in the portal right now that are FBS level group of five power five players, right? Scholarship players, yeah. Unbelievable. Scholarship players, yeah. That's crazy because I mean, you know what? There's not 850 spots. No, especially, especially now in the beginning of May. I mean, that's... And it's going to be interesting to see how many of these 850 find a home in the next. Uh, I mean, by the time summer camps start, you would think that, you know, every roster is going to be pretty solid. So these players have three months, basically, yeah. to, find, to find a home. And then the ones in the summer, you know, when summer camp starts and the ones that don't, aren't happy there, they go in they're going to find a new home by the first essentially semester in January. Right. Yeah. The first movement you'll start seeing there'll be players enter the portal in the next couple of months because they're just, it, it doesn't even matter about the eligibility thing. Players nowadays seem to have no patience and who knows when it, things happen with coaching staffs, uh, but it should obviously slow down then it was the last month or so, but then it'll start summer camps start first week of August. I wouldn't be surprised about a second week of August. It starts picking up again. And by the time September, October roll around, it'll be normal basically. And there are the rare kids. Like I remember Joey Gatewood, you know, going in in August and finding a new home immediately and being immediately eligible at UCF. So, you know, the waivers can still occur for these players, but the May 1st deadline, now we've got 850 kids to track between now and, you know, the start of the football season. And as you mentioned, more will go in and we'll track those throughout the year. It's nuts. I mean, when you look at the numbers, <clears throat> every year in high school, we covered about 2,300 high school football players over the years. You know, you're talking hundred plus division one football programs, you know, 25, scholarship players so you know you figure maybe 2500 to 2300 this is the same it's 2000 kids that we're trying to track and cover uh the difference is they don't want to talk <laughs> they don't respond um the ones that do respond are usually not the good ones uh and it's all rumor and innuendo so it's it's very interesting speaking of that let's talk about the fcs linebacker isaiah what's his name uh, land from Florida Isaiah Land from Florida AM. So when he went in, that's kind of a fun one when those guys go in, and it happens more with offensive linemen. Um, how how much of activity did you see immediately on him? Like who was? I mean, that, that, that was a huge one for people who know football, coaching staffs, especially around the country. I mean, that got huge buzz immediately. Obviously, the standard college football fan is not going to know uh, a Florida A&M kid, even though he was 
he was the uh, he was an All American and a top defensive player in the country last year. I believe like 19 and a half sacks, 23 tackles for a loss, 6'4", 210 pounds. So, I mean, he has, he was productive. He has the size. He came from Grayson High School in Georgia, which is a powerhouse. Yep. So he wasn't really, I haven't really dove in to figure out how he ended up at Florida A&M coming from Grayson. But uh, for whatever reason he did, and He's definitely looking for bigger things. And from the interest he's received in the first, was it four or five days? I mean, the li- you basically can't name a school that hasn't tried to make contact with him in the first five days. Most aggressive have been Texas, right? Texas by a lot. Okay. And then so Florida State. They, well, where's Georgia, uh, though? Because if, if, if Georgia wants him, you assume Georgia's going to get him. Georgia is involved, but hasn't been as aggressive as most people expected, including you. <laughs> uh, LSU, Miami, Florida, St- Florida State's another big one uh, comes to mind. West Virginia, Kentucky, those are some of the more aggressive ones, but USC, USC is involved, right? Anybody with a pulse. Uh, schools like that come to mind. But Texas, I mean, I'm not sure if there's a connection with somebody he knows or somewhere down the line, but they're all over him. Yeah. And they need linebackers. Um, yeah. That's one thing we know. So, yeah. So he's going to be an interesting one to follow. Um, you know, again, he hasn't followed me back yet. He hasn't followed the portal feedback yet. Right. No, he's, he's been pretty, I've been kind of tracking him and he's been, whatever he's doing is, Definitely behind the scenes. He's definitely keeping things pretty quiet. My guess is he'll pop up. Somebody will report in the next couple of days that he's taking an official visit this weekend somewhere. Oh, we'll Probably get him. Yeah, Don't we'll get worry. him. I'm on. Sooner or later, sooner or later, he'll, he'll uh, you know, unveil himself. But for now, he's definitely keeping things close to the vest. I got friends at Grayson. I'll get him. So well, there you go. Another guy everybody's trying to get is Ricky Pearsall, which is kind of funny because Ricky's Twitter got hacked and nobody knows. So people are DMing Ricky, including coaches, like crazy. And they're not getting responses and it's driving them insane. And mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I, I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, Ricky, uh, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. No response. So I finally texted him. He's like, yeah, my Twitter was hacked. He goes like, so there's I don't even know how many coaches. Uh, have been trying to reach me, but he visited Florida. He's going to visit Auburn. He's going to visit Oregon perhaps, but I think he's going to be a Gator. Um, but he's an interesting one from Arizona state and, and segueing into Arizona state, what's happening there. A lot. And most of it, not good. I mean, there's been, there's been the possibility of stronger uh, penalties against the school, uh, I mean, everybody knows about Jaden Daniels leaving. And before that, Johnny Wilson ended up at Florida State. Uh, Trianum ended up at Ohio State. Even like Laniata Alexander went to Washington. But recently, I mean, Gentry, another huge one, went to USC. But then Pearsall, and more recently, the Bunkley Sheldon, the wide receiver, Lavelle, the offensive lineman, Lowell, the defensive lineman. It's not even the numbers, which are fairly high anyway. I think they're at 19 scholarship entries since August 1st, which is on the higher end. Yeah. But it's the quality 
of the players that are leaving more than the quantity, which I mean, they're, and it's not like Arizona state was amazing last year in the field, but they're losing so much talent off that team. So you really got to wonder what's going on there and how they're going to be in 2022. I'll tell you two teams intrigue me that have amazing talented rosters that didn't win big last year. One's Maryland as they've lost a ton of players and, and, and these players aren't going to, you know, um, Townsend or Valdosta state. I mean, they're going to power five programs and there's been heavy recruiting over many of them and Arizona state's the other one. And they didn't win that much either. I hear, I hear um, Lavelle is going to visit Cal this weekend uh, and the D tackle could be headed to Louisville. So we'll see. Um, and, and, you know, I'll try to jump into that portal account a little bit more and drop some, rumors and stuff that I hear, but tracking those. Um, so Arizona state's in trouble, as we know, uh, Gentry was reported. He had a million dollar deal. NIL again, these, these million dollar deals, you know, I talked to a couple people close to the situation because he's from Philadelphia. Right. So I know people in Philadelphia. I know people at, at Arizona state. I know people out at USC. I know people everywhere. Everybody just laughed. He's like, are you kidding? I mean, he's a talented player, but a million dollars for a kid who just played as a true freshman and is a linebacker. I mean, I was told Caleb Williams doesn't have a million dollars yet. <laughs> so for Gentry to have that is kind of a joke. Um, but again, that's NIL and we'll see how it shakes. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. As you can hear, the garbage is being picked up in my neighborhood. That's annoying. Five quarterbacks up on the site. Best ones available, Emory Jones, Jerry Bohannon, Jack Sears, who's been in, what, 15 times? Um, Peter Costelli and Grant Gannell. Now, some of these guys, we'll talk about Emory and Bohannon in a second. Jack Sears, USC, transfers to Boise State, now looking for a new home. Graham Gannell, Arizona, Memphis, now looking for a new home. They have to sit out now, right? Yeah, I believe so. Plus, I mean, Sears and Costelli have been in for a long time. Sears since the first week of December. Costelli was a true freshman in 2021, entered at the end of the season, so end of November 2021. That's the one I really just don't understand. Well, I don't know what he's. They got Cameron Riser, you know, and he kind of took over the job. Remember, it was. The other transfer from uh, Baylor went in there and started. Um, no, I just don't understand how he's still available oh, in the first week of May. No, I get that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk to him. He follows me. I'll, I'll see what he's up to. And, he, you know, listen, he's not a grad transfer. Grant Cannell could be a grad transfer. Jack Sears could be a grad transfer. I mean, these guys are probably 28 years old by now. So they might be able to immediately enroll. So I want to clarify that. You know, you get your first one for free. But then as a grad transfer, you don't have to sit out either. So they'll yeah, probably be immediately eligible. But Gunnell, Gunnell is definitely a grad transfer. Maybe that's why Sears is waiting, I guess, possibly, to, to actually graduate, graduate from yeah. Boise State. That's yeah. possible. Then that, that's Costelli, the to track Costelli is obviously a 2021, so he definitely yeah. is not. Unless he fast-tracked one year. <laughs> but you don't know what the academics, like, I'm not saying he fast-tracked, but that's the other part of it. You don't know who's a grad transfer and who's not because, you know, JT Daniels is a grad transfer and he was at USC and Georgia and how many credits transferred over and how has he graduated already? 
he was a 2019 kid, blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't know. I don't care. Um, I just care if they're eligible immediately or if they have to sit out. And I'll bet you the, all of these guys won't have to sit out actually thinking about it. So Emory Jones, Arizona State, Jerry Bohan and Missouri. Those are what you're hearing, right? Yeah, I mean, Jones took a visit to Arizona State. And then, well, we just talked about Arizona State. Plus, Arizona State got Paul Tyson from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, earlier this cycle. So it's not like if he goes to Arizona State, the job will just be given to him. I think uh, he should drop down. I think he should pull a Malik Willis and drop down. That's just me. And I don't think he has a ton of power five interest. That's that's, no, that's what I'm hearing too. And you're right. Like a Liberty situation. I'm not saying specifically Liberty, but a school like that might be the best situation for him since he only has one year. He just graduated from Florida this past weekend. He actually, I read that he was physically at the graduation uh, ceremony. So, nice but now, too. very nice. Yeah. Kid. Great. Yeah, he, but. he plans to refocus on his process. So it will be interesting to see. I mean, he has the talent and a one-year showcase for him at a school that likes, I mean, likes to chuck the ball around. Could Honestly, be a good, could, could not, be a good thing for him. There's not a big difference between Emory Jones and Malik Willis, except for the athleticism. Malik Willis is yeah. a better athlete, but they both have cannon arms and neither of them can read the field. So I think, you know, maybe dropping down to an app state or somebody like that would be a great fit for him. We'll see where he lands. Bohannon, I thought Auburn. I really did think Auburn the second he went in because they recruited him heavily out of high school, but he's Missouri, took that visit. We don't know if he's taking any other visits, right? Now, a lot of people think this might end sooner than later with Missouri. Uh, it'll be if he takes a visit somewhere else this weekend, obviously that's possibly out the window, but yeah, Missouri is still the odds on favorite there. And that's what the 15th transfer quarterback to visit Missouri. I believe so. They, they enjoy quarterbacks and they enjoy oh, granted. Have any of them really done anything there? Drew Locke did. He was a transfer. No, no, no. Transfer. No, I'm in a, I mean, I'm in yeah. a transfer. No, they had the kid from Clemson. He didn't do anything. They had the kid had, from TCU. He played defensive back. Yeah, and he transferred to yeah. Kansas State, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. but, you know, and, and Drinkwitz is probably going to drop in our DMs and yell at us if he sees this. But luckily, only like 20 people see this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were involved in <laughs> Daniels and they were involved with JT Daniels and there's been others. And, you know, Missouri fans get a little testy about that. Like, oh, we don't need a quarterback. We're just, you know, looking for one. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's a good situation. I mean, Missouri is a good situation. That's a power five school in the SEC. You know, uh, you get a good offensive coach and, and you could put up big numbers there. So Bohannon, if, if I'm, you know, in that SEC East, I'm hoping he doesn't end up there. But I like him. I like him a lot. I can't believe he lost the freaking job. That's crazy. I mean, I was more surprised that they announced it in, you know, well, end of April, early May. Kudos that's not, to Aranda. That's not the norm. Yeah. Kudos to him. A good man, you know, said to this individual, I'm naming a starter. I know there's potential you could leave us, but he could have co QB1, could have played it out till the fall, put the kid in a real bad situation. He didn't do that. So kudos to Aranda. Now, nice guys. It doesn't matter if he wins, you know, six games this season, everybody's going to hate him and think he sucks. And, you know, Baylor's expectations are high because of what they did last season. But I thought that was a really good move for him. Jack Sears, 
<laughs> we don't have any idea where he's looking, right? I mean, he's another odd one because he's attempted 61 passes in his career. But when he's been on the field, both at USC and Boise, I mean, he's been he's completed seven almost 74% of those passes. He's looked good. Uh, but once again, he's been in the portal now for five, six months and nothing. So like I said earlier, maybe he's waiting to graduate, which would be soon anyway from Boise. So I guess that's possible, but it's not like the schools don't know that anyway. So I'm not like it's, I tried digging up info. He doesn't respond personally. Nobody seems to know anything about what's going on with him, but uh, he's still out there and he, I'm, once again, like dropping down a level. Well, Boise State, I guess, level or something like that. Yeah, I don't Boise see how high-level group of five to me. I think he needs to drop to a lower level. He's a West Coast kid. You know, I don't know if a UNLV or somebody like that would be interested. Like, like Utah State, San, San, San Jose State, yeah, New so Mexico that. State, so yeah. something like that. I yeah. mean, I'm just surprised that maybe he's waiting for something bigger. I don't know, but it's surprising that he's still out there. Uh, and Costello uh, to, you know, Virginia Tech rumors, but they took two quarterbacks. Coastal Carolina is now the mentioned team there, I guess. Um, you know, and then Gunnell, who knows? Uh, North Texas, Rice Temple, New Mexico, Troy, Incarnate Word, Abilene Christian. You want to talk about a guy who was at one point, I believe, a five-star. Then we dropped him to four. Then he he was at Arizona and he was going to be the guy under Sumlin. Then he's in Memphis and he's going to be um, Brady. The heck's the kid's name? Brady was it Brady Smith? No, no. Uh, you know who I'm talking. The transfer. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Arizona State. Forgetting his name too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't remember everybody's name, but Brady White, Brady, Brady White. White, Brady White. So then he was going to be like the tall Brady White, you know, go to Memphis, put up big numbers. That didn't happen, and now he's really dropped down to you know these schools that are. I mean, it was a strange situation for him because he had a leg injury last year, so he missed the entire season, and I don't think anybody expected a Henningen, true freshman kid in Memphis, to do as well as he did. Yeah, that so good. yeah, he's good. And uh, so now, from what I heard and read, I mean, Gunnell actually did pretty well this spring, threw a couple of touchdowns in the spring game, and looked like his old self. Because he did his numbers. He one, yeah, he had decent numbers. He did pretty TDs, well. 15 TDs, three picks at Arizona. That's good. Yeah, for a team that wasn't very good in Arizona. No. So, uh, I'm, same thing like you said previously on the other guys. Maybe uh, – Moving to a North Texas level school for one season could be a good thing for him. And he's from Texas. So, yeah, exactly. You know, but again, it, it surprises me that like a Houston or somebody like that might not be interested. And I think some teams might crop up after, you know, now that spring football's over and, and the quarterback desperation starts to hit a little bit more. Um, I mean, for what it's worth, North Texas seems to be all over him too. I mean, we should be uh, agents for these kids, these wayward quarterbacks who need homes. It should be. <laughs> That's a good should point. Should we secure them NIL deals, you think? I mean, what is Emory Jones worth? Oh, I don't – I mean, 
<laughs> Depends what Caleb Caleb Williams got, I guess. <laughs> yeah, let's start with Caleb Williams and then go down to Emory Jones. Emory Jones last year, by the way, PFF had mocked him as the number six player overall in their 2022 draft. Yeah, we did that. I saw that mentioned a few times in the last couple of days, actually. And that was, you know, mock drafts are fun and all, but that was a, that's, well, that's I, when. I, that's when they got dangerous. <laughs> I just put up my 2023 mock draft yeah. on MikeFarrellSports.com, the best website out there. And uh, there's probably some quarterbacks in there. You know, I got C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, of course, but I got Will Levis at seven. I mean, he could fall off the earth or he could be the number one pick. He's got so much talent. Jerkovic, I've got two. And he could be a guy that we look back on and say, well, what a great call or yeesh, not good. So but- the love is the love is thing will be interesting. If you remember Penn state basically chose Clifford over Levis. And so- yes, they did. And, and that is going to be compared all, all season long, you know, cause Sean Clifford. Yeah, obviously- love is ends, love is ends up as the number seven pick and, <laughs> a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. There's going to be some interesting talk at Happy Valley. Yes, yes. There's always interesting talk at Happy Valley, uh, and and that will definitely be part of it, too. And, and Levis, I believe, has an NIL deal that involves a horse, right? Awesome. Have you heard that? I have not, but, I mean, it no. is Kentucky. So. I, I, I just Googled it because I've been told I was uh, – they reached out to me to try to you know promote it um is the horse paying him or is somebody paying him we've seen pizza joints barbecue pits car dealerships kool-aid buffalo wild wings blah 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 will levis uh he signed a deal with claiborne farms he's repping the 2019 preakness stakes winner war of will um why does a thoroughbred Stallion need an endorsement from a college quarterback, apparently to help convince mares across Appalachia to plunk down 25K to breed. So essentially, he is a pimp Different for a horses. horse. Is that inappropriate? I don't know if Will Levis can convince me to pimp out you know, my horse. <laughs> I feel like I would need more than Will Levis. <laughs> I love... Uh... I just love NIL, man. It's awesome. So, again, that's that's. A, I think that's a pretty good one here, right? I assume Will Levis will be at the Kentucky Derby this weekend, trying yeah, to get some, some dumb hat. Oh, he will be. Yeah, yeah. Wearing a dumb hat. I like the but, kid. I really do. I, you know, I loved his. Did you ever see his um his YouTube and Instagram like throwing videos? Yeah, I actually have. It's pretty cool. Holy crap! Like yeah. this was when he was at Penn state and he was, you know, not really given a chance to be the starter and all that stuff. But some of the things he can do are just astonishingly amazing. And his arm is it's his arms better than CJ Stroud. It's better than Bryce young. It's better than anybody in the draft next year, arm talent wise. And, you know, if he could put it together, he can be drafted very high because he can run. Also, he's a physical kid. I like him. He doesn't follow me. It's kind of hurtful. He used to, <laughs> Um, and he won't after this, after I said, he's a pimp for horses, but <laughs> I like him. And again, there's another, we're going to see more and more of this in the NFL draft. Right. So, so the NFL draft, you look at these guys, right. Walker Hutchinson, Stingley, 
Gardner, Thibodeau, Iguanu, Neal, no transfers, right? Nope. Jamison Williams is your first transfer at 12. Um, and then Zion Johnson, who transferred from Davidson to Boston College. And then you start to see a few more. Uh, I think next year and at the year after that, you're going to see a billion. I mean, Jermaine Johnson at 26 was a transfer also, but I think you're going to see half of the um, first round next year be transfer guys. And Will Levis could very well be one of those guys. Um, and it's, it's just crazy the way we're headed. But I think this is a pretty good podcast. Honestly, I, I know nobody's going to watch it, but I think we did a good job. What do you think? Want to touch on a Nebraska thing for a second? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Mathis in Nebraska. So, so here's what I, my assumption was that he was going to go to Texas, right? Gary Patterson there is an analyst. He's a Texas kid, Texas NIL. How do you beat that? And he goes to Nebraska, um, which is a great get for them. And then I'm hit up by a Texas insider source that said, do you really think we were out recruited for Mathis? which insinuated to me that they were beat out with NIL. And if that's the case, what's going on in Austin, Texas. So take it away mm -hmm. about Nebraska. Uh, just, they made some portal news a few months ago by grabbing uh, Casey Thompson from Texas, actually, who will, will be their starter. But then they got Chubba Purdy. Trey Palmer was a nice addition from LSU. But they're in a good position to... Getting Mathis was nice. Yesterday, they got Devin Drew, another defensive tackle tackle from uh, Texas Tech, a lineman. They're supposedly in a running for Stephen Wynn, the uh, D lineman from Alabama. Yep. Uh, Lamar Goods, another defensive lineman from Florida, is supposed to be visiting there. And they're also pretty heavy on Kane Williams, the other the DB from yes. Alabama. They offered him very so, early. Uh, Nebraska quietly could be putting together a pretty impressive portal group if these things, you know, fall in or fall the right way for them. So king of the portal last year was Mel Tucker. It, it, and let's eliminate Saban, right? Okay. Because he just sort of picks who he wants. King of the portal this year so far, Lane Kiffin, is Scott Frost going to push up and, 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 and threaten that, especially with Jackson Dart not looking so good in the spring? I mean, he has a chance if he finishes strong. Obviously, USC. I mean, it has to be. Oh, yeah, that's true. has to be mentioned, at least. And there's that's probably true. a few. few well, few if they get Addison, that. too, I mean, that's pretty much game over. Well, yeah, exactly. I, I tweeted a couple of times, and I don't think many people care, but what Akron is doing after getting two wins last year is pretty amazing in the portal. I, mean, I think they've added, they've added like 12 power five players. <laughs> Listen, the zips so are no joke. Well, they got Joe Moorhead, the coach there now. Yeah. And it's going to be fun to watch them go from two wins to like eight this year. And no one will know why, but you will. Well, if you're, you're a gambling man, I would check out the over under on wins when that pops up. <laughs> I'm a gambling man. That's Something to keep one. an eye on because it very well, I mean, I don't know how much those people pay attention. I mean, I can't, how much higher than two wins could they possibly be preseason? I don't think there's any gambling on a, on Akron's win over, over under on win loss. Well, there should be, or they will. I mean, if there is, if there's a Mac over under, I'm going to take uh, Akron. 
you can bet on anything nowadays. So I'm pretty sure that you, you could find some Akron futures out there. Maybe I will. All right, let's wrap it up. All right. Um, We'll hopefully do these once a week, but it depends on our schedule and such. So follow at Feral Portal, Mark Rashonik, putting out the stats. I mean, once the newspapers and, and all these media outlets start following and do this stats, the thing's going to just absolutely blow up because the stats, no one else has them, period. Um, you know, and, and then follow me at, uh, what am I? M. Feral Sports on Twitter, M. Feral Sports on Instagram and YouTube. And follow Lola. Does Lola have an account? Luna. <laughs> Do I keep calling her Lola? No, you called her right previously. Now you you went back. Who the hell's Lola? Did you have a dog named Lola? Yeah, she's the one that passed away in August. Well, okay, so I'm not losing my mind. No. Hi, Luna. Luna. Good girl. <laughs> God, I love her. But oh my so god i love shepherds all right wrap it up thanks see ya all right take care bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube